All right, guys, today is the day that I'm going to answer one of the questions I get the most often as a violin teacher, both for my private students and online through this podcast as well. And if you're the title, you already know that the question is, when can I learn vibrato? So generally, my answer to this is very disappointing to the asker, something along the lines of not yet or ask me again in a few years. I think that my answer in this episode will be equally disappointing if you're eager to dive right in, but um, I do have a lot of reasoning behind things, so I hope that I'll help you understand a little bit about the teacher's perspective on vibrato, teaching vibrato, and when to start. From my observation and my own memory as to when I was learning, getting to start vibrato is such a big motivator and something that people are like, well, if only I had vibrato, this would finally sound like real music. So if you've had this thought, you're not alone. So definitely listen on my friend. First, hello and welcome to Violin Class, the podcast for people who are learning the violin as an adult. My name is Julia, a professional violinist and violin teacher, and I'm here to share my tips and my experience to make learning the violin a little bit easier. You can visit my website, violinclass.co, that's .co, not .com, or you can write to me directly at violinclasspod at gmail.com if you're interested in studying violin with me, if you have a suggestion for a future episode of this show, or if you just want to say hi. If you find this podcast helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you could also leave a rating and review. This helps me to reach new listeners and gives me good brownie points for the podcast algorithm. Thank you so much to all of you guys who have left one already. And lastly, if you want to stay up to date with future episodes, get bonus content and the full show notes for each episode, you can do so by signing up for the Violin Class newsletter at violinclass.co slash newsletter link in the description. Without further ado, let's go back to the episode. So I think I'll start off with uh, explaining a little bit about what a violin teacher looks for in a student's playing when starting to the vibrato and how long it takes to learn when I personally teach it. And then I have a bunch of other thoughts that I'll go into from there. In the words of my Suzuki teacher, the answer to how long does it take to learn vibrato is as long as it takes to grow a tree. And I think that can give you a pretty good idea of what we're dealing with here. It's not something you're going to learn overnight. And again, I really, really want to emphasize that this is not meant to be discouraging for those of you that really want to learn the vibrato. Um, quite the opposite. It's more to set expectations. And I hope that I can just give you a bit more background and understanding on how this particular skill fits into the general outline of violin education. I could really do this for any other technique, you know, off the string, uh, ricochet, shifting, anything Vibrato isn't its own special thing, but I know that it's one that everyone is really eager to learn and for good reason. And at the end of the episode, I'll also give you a couple of little action steps so that you can start preparing a little bit earlier. So when do we learn vibrato? I'll give you the straightforward answer and a less straightforward answer. The 
straightforward one, a little sneaky, I guess, is that from the very first lesson with a new student, I'm already thinking about how I can set them up to have a beautiful and relaxed vibrato years down the line. So it starts out really indirectly. We're certainly not talking or discussing vibrato at all, but the fundamentals are being set up really, really early on. And those fundamentals include having relaxed shoulders and arms, good posture, not squeezing with any of the fingers or the thumb in the left hand, a nice shape in the left hand, left arm, and very, very importantly, having solid intonation. So the short but annoying answer is we start vibrato from day one, but you're probably wondering, when do I formally introduce vibrato? And that depends 100% on who I'm working with and how they're practicing. Isn't that frustrating? (laughs) Don't you wish there was more uh, of like a milestone, like, okay, when you're done with Suzuki Book 3, you're finally ready, or after you've learned all the scales in first position, or after, you know, X years and X months, it's time to start vibrato. And on the internet, you will see people claiming this, but um, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. That's just really not the case. Learning vibrato exercise is also not the same as having beautiful vibrato and moving your fingers while playing the notes in a vibrato-like direction is also not the same as having beautiful vibrato. And even playing through vibrato exercises before you have those fundamentals in place will slow you down in the long run. It's going to lead to a shaky sounding vibrato-like sound that can cause you to death grip your violin, have all sorts of intonation problems, and just general overall frustration and sadness. You may be shaking your head in disappointment and defeat because I am describing the kind of vibrato that you play with, and believe me, I was there too, right with you when I was younger. I did not have a very solid foundation with my vibrato, and it took me many, many years to start feeling comfortable with it. Even after a decade or so of playing, I would still say I wasn't super comfortable or happy with my vibrato yet. And from my memory, by then I was already playing pretty hard repertoire, fast stuff with shifting, like lots of notes. And even though I was making good progress with other skill sets, my vibrato was still pretty shaky and sad sounding. In my case, I generally had pretty okay intonation as a kid, but by the time I was a teenager, my setup was all over the place. It was all wrong. And by setup, in case you haven't heard that term before, I mean basically your general technique and how you're holding the violin, like which muscle groups are working, the shape of your hands, tension, shoulders, etc. So I had all sorts of issues with that and it took me many years to undo it and I'm still undoing it to this day I think Um, and this was not my teacher's fault I was getting constant correction and reminders but I think at that age at that time I just really did not care about it because I was just really focused on playing hard stuff and not necessarily playing things well. I also don't remember vibrato just clicking for me one day Um, I will say that it wasn't taught to me in a very progressive way, which is the way I try to teach it now. But I do remember one day my teacher saying that my second finger was starting to sound good. And from there, over the next few years, I suppose my other fingers (laughs) followed as well. So if you want to learn the vibrato sooner and easier than I did, you need to be focusing on those most basic of basic things, relaxed posture, a loose grip, and good intonation. 
You have to really, really care about those things. And if you don't yet, it's okay because violin technique is not a race. And some people just learn differently and at different speeds than others. So every teacher introduces vibrato at different times for different students. So just keep in mind that I'm really talking about my style and my own experience. If you're working with a teacher and they do things completely differently, you need to be listening to them. And I also wanted to note that I teach vibrato really differently to children than I do to adults. Um, With kids, I tend to actually do a little bit earlier uh, or sometimes a lot earlier, depending on where they're at. I just wanted to mention that because a lot of the materials out there online and in book form are generally geared towards kids or people that have started as kids. So just be aware that the process, in my personal opinion, at least in my experience, um, is a little bit different when setting up kids than adults uh, on vibrato. And that's just because by the time you're an adult, you've generally accumulated a little bit more attention in your hands and your arms and everything than children have. So if you can tell, I'm having a lot of difficulty in giving a timeline or even a general idea as to when Uh, you can start learning vibrato because I don't really want you to be comparing yourself to this or especially any of my students to be comparing themselves to this. And I'm also constantly evolving as a teacher so things can change from year to year. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to give it my best shot. So I've never ever introduced vibrato in the first year of violin lessons with an adult. In some cases, with students that are practicing very seriously, maybe already had some previous musical experience, we might start preparing by the end of the second year or the third year, but that's really early and that's not very typical. I think around the fourth year is a little bit more typical, fourth, fifth, sixth year, kind of those middle years. And I'm using years as the roughest of rough guidelines here because they really don't mean anything. Um, I should be saying amount of hours that you've practiced or time that you've spent on the instrument, but even then, it all comes down to what you're doing in that time. So if I can give you an, an analogy, if you're learning a language, someone may have been learning, let's say, Japanese for five years and kind of doing a little bit here or there, Duolingo, watching some YouTube videos versus someone who's been learning for five years, living in Japan and immersing themselves completely, taking lessons and doing all the things. And the results are just going to be different, even though the amount of time in years spent is the same. That really goes for every skill, I think, that you can learn. But very much applicable to vibrato and it is why I can't or any teacher can't give you like a straight answer right off the bat as to when you're going to be learning vibrato. And if someone starts vibrato, let's say in year three versus another person that starts in year four, there's actually no guarantee that the one who started in year three is going to be fully integrating and sounding good and playing vibrato in all their pieces earlier than the one who started year four. So there's layers is what I'm trying to say. I don't have a checklist of other techniques that I teach before or after vibrato, meaning I'm not going to teach it necessarily before or after shifting or certain scales. But as a baseline, I generally will have start started working on shifting before we start vibrato. It's not because you need to be able to play in third position before you can play vibrato. 
but rather it's that I'm looking for similar things when introducing third and shifting because you have to be really loose for both. And I would also generally like the person I'm working with to at the very least be comfortable with all of their scales in first positions, even the weird ones. But again, that is not a set in stone prerequisite. And again, when I mean comfortable with the scale, that doesn't mean that they just know how to play the scale, but it means they can play it in tune, fluidly, with really solid technique. But in theory, you can learn vibrato just knowing your G major scale in first position if all of those things are in place. Since I teach Suzuki violin when I'm working with kids, that's actually how I do it, and I think how a lot of teachers do it. I place a lot less emphasis on different keys with kids generally with the Suzuki method. They stay on A and D and G major forever. (laughs) And so by the time they actually get to vibrato, they might not know a ton of scales and a ton of keys yet, but they might have a really, really solid uh, intonation, a really good ear, very fluid playing, and just generally those things that I'm looking for that makes them a great candidate for starting vibrato. Once we've introduced vibrato exercises, it takes a few more years before you can really start to get comfortable integrating it throughout your pieces. So you might be able to play it up and down on a string, but when it comes to like playing it in your concerto or whatever piece you're working on, it's it's really not the same skill set exactly. I think that's something you could ask any one of my students or previous students, and they'll tell you that just because you've started learning vibrato, it does not mean that you just can play it everywhere with ease. They all absolutely get there, but it's a whole other process and a whole other set of skills. Some people may really click and feel comfortable after a few months, but that's pretty rare. I think it generally takes more like a few years, and then you're never really done. You're always working to improve the vibrato and to be in control of exactly how you want it to sound. I also want to mention that I don't consider myself to be a super, super strict old school teacher. A lot of the teachers I had growing up would happily wait much longer than the kind of general timelines that I'm mentioning here. So when I was learning, I probably was, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 12. So that put me at five to seven years of study before I think I even really started and again took years after that to get really comfortable. One of the reasons for that is that a lot of teachers, myself included, who prefer to delay vibrato is that vibrato is just one of many other factors in your playing that are going to make you sound good. As a teacher, I'd so, so, so much rather hear a piece played through with beautiful tone, good rhythm and tuning, expressive dynamics and nuances, and no vibrato, than with kind of shady tuning and shaky vibrato everywhere. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, especially when you're excited and you're starting out, because you hear the difference between you and an advanced player or professional player, because in classical music, we do tend to play with vibrato almost all the time. So... Most of the recordings you're listening to have vibrato, so it's easy to kind of conclude that the difference between you and them is that vibrato. But in reality, the vibrato is just the icing on the cake. So if you heard Itzhak Perlman play the Mendelssohn Concerto without vibrato, it would certainly be missing a lot of cool sounds and depth and color, but it would still sound really good and very musically and generally very awesome because he's a master at nuance in the bow. He has an extremely relaxed and controlled technique and plays perfectly in tune. So the vibrato does not make the violinist. 
If you were to send me a video of your playing and ask me when you could specifically start learning vibrato, I actually couldn't even tell you. I'll have some thoughts about it, maybe some assumptions, but I wouldn't share them because I don't want to make assumptions about how you practice. I literally can't even give my own private students a straight answer on this either. Again, I can have my idea of when it's going to happen and we're going to set them up as best I can, observe things, and I can certainly tell when they're getting close like in the few months between like, okay, we're going to start this next. But again, it depends completely on the quality of practice and just the time that they're putting in. And that's actually a really good thing for you as a learner, because it means you have a lot of control. So if someone comes in with really stiff fingers, poor intonation, et cetera, vibrato might feel very far away for, you know, in a very low priority for me as the teacher. But if they spend the year really prioritizing that setup and intonation, we might actually get there pretty quickly. And vice versa, you might be pretty relaxed naturally, but for a variety of factors, it might take a lot a lot longer. So basically, my Let's Learn Vibrato plan is completely unique to each student because they come with unique learning styles, previous musical experience, body control, and tension issues. Plus, everyone will get the hang of vibrato in a slightly different way. Some people are more comfortable with arm versus wrist. Some like fourth finger, some hate fourth finger. I know most of you hate fourth finger, but I promise actually some people are more natural with fourth finger. And even though a lot of the exercises I give are pretty universal, the timing and the way that we kind of explore things is really different based on who that person is. And for that reason, this is really the kind of thing you want to be working closely on with a teacher. And I know that's not possible for some of you listening, and I certainly don't want to gatekeep the violin and the more difficult techniques, but just know that it is really important to be getting feedback as you're learning this skill. There's a lot of YouTube videos that have exercises for learning vibrato, which is really great. Um, There's books as well. Those are good resources, but you really need the feedback and plan of an experienced teacher to learn this properly. So if you are teaching yourself, my only advice is to be very patient. So as far as those fundamentals go, working on playing relaxed is really hard. I think that it's way harder and broader of a topic than, for instance, learning a new piece of music because it just takes a ton of focus, a ton of body awareness, and you can always be more relaxed and you don't want to be floppy either. But generally, it's it's not an easy thing to be paying attention to. But that said, like anything, it can be learned and it can be practiced. Some people are naturally more stiff or more flexible, but at the end of the day, depending on how you're practicing and how you're focusing, it's absolutely something that you can work on and improve. And just because you aren't ready yet to learn the vibrato doesn't mean you're not doing well as a budding violinist. A good teacher will be patient and will help to set you up for success with these kind of complex techniques. And And if they're introduced too early, they're going to set you up for frustration because even the most relaxed, in-tune violinist who's just naturally gifted at vibrato, um, lucky you, is going to find it hard and weird at first. So I've been kind of a real talk Debbie Downer in this episode, so let me add a few motivational statements about the vibrato here to finish up. Yes, it is hard and it takes a long time to learn, but it is also super rewarding when you do get there. And if you stick with it and you're practicing well and you're getting good guidance and paying attention to how your body is feeling, then you absolutely will get there. And I totally do have some students that, as I said, 
are starting vibrato after a couple of years. I mean, they work really hard, but it's totally possible if that is something that you really care about and that you really want to do. If you are studying the violin, you will learn vibrato. It is part of being a violinist. It is how the professionals play and your teacher will teach it to you uh, just maybe a little bit after where you would like it to be taught to you. I promise you it's really in their goals for you as a player as well to have a really relaxed and beautiful, round, controlled vibrato. And I know I went on and on about how it's a really hard skill and it's really advanced and it's going to take forever. But you know, if it's taught to you properly and you're practicing it properly, which you should be with the guidance of a good teacher, then it it will be kind of the next challenge, but it's not going to be anything crazy. You know, like it's playing the first weeks of violin are really hard too. You know, every step um, has its own challenges and pitfalls, but at the end of the day, it's just another technique, just like shifting is and just like playing with a straight bow is. So if you've done those things before and you have those foundational elements, you got this, you're going to get it just like you've gotten all of your other techniques that you play with. So fear not, trust the process and you will get there. So in short, my answer to the question, when can I start vibrato is, I don't know, and it depends, but hopefully you have a good understanding as to why and some steps that you can take to make that day come a little bit sooner. Other than doubling down on those fundamentals that I mentioned earlier, there are a couple of things that you can do right now to give yourself a leg up when it comes to vibrato. The first one is listening to recordings of the greats and then studying the depth and the color of the violinist's vibrato. So I have a few examples of really, really amazing vibrato, as well as a few things to listen for, a few kind of questions to ask yourself to help develop your ear in my newsletter. And I also have a few vibrato resources and explanations where there are a couple of just amazing videos by world-renowned violinists and pedagogues where they really break down what to listen for with vibrato. Um, these are more advanced uh, for sure. This is not like beginner level, um, but I don't think it hurts to watch it before you've even started just so you kind of know what the end goal is. So if you want to check those out, make sure you sign up for the podcast newsletter at violinclass.co slash newsletter. That's just a better medium for me to share things like links and short lists and anything that kind of supplements this podcast. And if you're looking for a little bit more help with your vibrato and are looking for someone to help guide you with that, it's actually something that I really enjoy teaching. So um, you can reach out to me again through the website at violinclass.co. That's it for this week. We'll have a new episode coming out next week as well. So stay tuned for that and I will catch you at the next one.